How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlik Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. All right, how's it going? Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. I'm your host, Xander Fryer, and today we're going to talk about getting rid of limiting beliefs. So we're going to dig into what limiting beliefs are, how they're formed. I'm going to show you how to never let a limiting belief prevent you from getting where you want to go. Again, I'm going to give you the uh, eight-question exercise that I've been using on myself for over five years, and we use with every single one of our clients, hundreds of clients, to get rid of limiting beliefs. under in under 15 minutes. And for all of our shit you don't learn in college fans out there, uh, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to sidlickbook.com. That's S-Y-D-L-I-C book.com and grab your pre-sale copy of shit you don't learn in college. It is open now. It will be an absolute game changer for everybody who buys the book during this pre-sale launch. We're going to be giving away over $3,000 in bonus trainings and programs. Uh, when I told my team what we're giving away, they were like, what? Are you serious? Uh, so you'll want to head over to sidlickbook.com to check it out now. S-Y-D-L-I-C book.com and check it out now. Now let's get on with the show. Now, to give you a little bit of context, right, we all, most of us at least, we all know that we have these limiting beliefs, these uh, subconscious fears, some people call them mindset blocks, um, whatever it might be that's preventing us from getting to where we want to go, right? Now, uh, 95% of our brain, according to research done by Auburn and and many other neuroscientists across the world, uh, it's been... um, shown that 95% of our brain is our subconscious. Now, this subconscious mind is a lot like a supercomputer programmed by the world around us. Uh, It's programmed by media, it's programmed by society, by our parents, by culture, by school. um, And that's what creates a lot of our subconscious beliefs. Now, uh, the question that I always ask all of our clients to begin with before we get into the eight question uh, um, exercise is, are beliefs true? So I'll I'll ask you that right now. Are beliefs true? truth, right? And you may wonder, uh, maybe it's a yes for some of you, maybe it's a no for some of you, maybe it's a sometimes for some of you, but the reality is beliefs are not truth, right? The belie- beliefs that we have are not objective truth, but they can become subjective truth. They become our truths, right? And to, to kind of portray this to you, I want to point out that at one point, uh, just think about this for a second. Have you ever had a belief that was not true, that turned out not to be true? Of course you have. We've all had beliefs that were not true. I believed in Santa Claus when I was five five years old, right? Well, maybe that is true. I just just don't know. I've never seen Santa Claus. I've never proven it to myself. But you get my point, right? At some point, everybody on the face of the earth thought the earth was flat. Did that make it any more true? No, not necessarily. Everybody believed that the earth was the center of the universe. Did that make it any more true? No. No. Millions and millions or billions of people believing that the earth was the center of center of the universe. Did that make it true? No, it did not. 
right? So beliefs are not objective truth. They are subjective truths. They are stories that we tell ourselves. So what's really important here to understand is that we have control over our beliefs and we can change them. And none of them, frankly, are objective truth. We might all be living, according to Elon Musk, we might all be living in a simulation right now. And what none of us know is actually objective truth, right? So it's important for us to understand that the beliefs that we believe are stories that we tell ourselves. And if such, it's our responsibility to choose beliefs that help us live happier, healthier, more successful lives. Beliefs are a choice. Now, do I know the beliefs that I believe are objective truth? No, I don't, right? I believe a lot of things and I, uh, you know, I can't prove some of them, but I choose to believe them. Why? Because they lead to me living a happier, healthier, more successful life. So I will continue to choose those beliefs, right? Now, um, this is what's really important for you. It's now I need you to understand that if you have, if you have the understanding that you have limiting beliefs and you have the understanding that you have mindset blocks, and I'm going to give you this eight question exercise, that means you no longer have the power to make the excuse of, oh, I have a mindset block. It's preventing me from getting blah, blah, blah. Or I have a limiting belief and it's preventing me from getting to blah, blah, blah. Right? Well, I'm giving you the tool to get rid of it now. It can no longer be an excuse. You just have to do the work, right? Because beliefs are created. Beliefs are created from two things. They're created from repetition and emotion. Repetition and emotion. Beliefs come from repetition and emotion. We all had some something happen when we were younger. Um, you know, think back to something that happened that was significant, that programmed a belief of yours. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe your parents got divorced and that programmed a belief that, you know, marriage is hard or doesn't work out in the modern day or or maybe um, you know you you suffered in an accident. Uh, you got it. You got in a traumatic physical accident. It created some beliefs for you. Or uh, you lost a significant other, and that created some beliefs for you. That we've all created beliefs from heavily emotional situations, right? We've also created beliefs from repetition. Our parents telling us, "No, we can't do X, Y, Z," or "Money doesn't grow on trees," or whatever it might be. Repetition. Um, you know, from the school system, repeating things, uh, you know, you have to get A's to be smart, things like that, right? <clears throat> so repetition and emotion are what program this belief to give you a, a, a little bit of an idea on the repetition side of things. Um, I always talk about Pike syndrome. Now, uh, this was an exercise first conducted by German zoologist Dr. Carl Mobius back in like the 1800s, okay? And what he found is he put pike, for if you don't know what a pike is, it's a, uh, it's a small um, carnivorous fish that eats other fish, right? So, uh, really ugly looking thing. And so he put pike in this big fish tank with a bunch of other bait fish. Okay. And what he did is he actually separated the pike and the bait fish by a piece of glass in the tank and the pike wanting to eat the bait fish went headlong into the piece of glass to, to try and eat these fish. And it went so hard into this piece of glass, bumping its nose, bumping its head, that sometimes it would like stun itself, right? It would just go headlong into this piece of glass and it did it over and over and over. And it did it for about 30 minutes until eventually it realized like, this is not going well. Like, you know, it repeated hitting its head straight into that glass over and over again until eventually it gave up. And the, the bait fish were freaking out the whole time and they're freaking out, freaking out, freaking out, right? Until they realized that the, the pike was not gonna get them and they stopped freaking out. And eventually the bait fish just start swimming in circles and the pipe pike start swimming in circles, right? Now they left, they left the tank like this for a day and then he took the piece of glass out from in between them. What do you think happened? Did the pike go straight after the bait fish and eat the bait fish? No, 
because of the repetition of bumping its head into the glass over and over again, it now created a belief that going after the bait fish would cause it violent and horrendous pain. So it stopped. And it got to the point where literally you could actually take out, you could literally take out the glass and the pike would starve to death before going after the bait fish. This is how powerful this mental programming is. But this is something called pike syndrome. We all create these beliefs from repetition or emotion or pain that we've been, been caused to us earlier on in life. And these create limiting beliefs. They create fears. They create money mindset issues, all sorts of things, right? But the fact that you now know about these limiting beliefs means that you have the power to change them. So the eight questions that I use to eradicate these limiting beliefs, I'm gonna run through with you right now. And as I run through them, I'm going to also walk through uh, the story of my best friend, AJ, who took his own life and how I had to overcome some of my own, my own beliefs. Now, six months into starting my coaching business, my best friend, AJ, killed himself. And here I was, a coach who had helped people overcome fears, limiting beliefs, anxiety, depression, um, suicidal tendencies, PTSD, trauma. I had helped people overcome all of these psychosomatic and subconscious issues but I couldn't help AJ and he killed himself. Now, do you think that was emotional for me? Hell yeah, that was emotional for me. It took me into a deep, dark depression for months. I didn't want to get out of bed, right? I created this belief that if I work with anybody, they have the potential to die. I'm going to kill people by working with them. Now, logically, I do. I knew this was not true, but it didn't matter emotionally. Deep down, it was such a it was such a deep emotional experience. It created a a deep trench, a deep scar in my mind in that ninety five percent that prevented me from wanting to get out of bed. It prevented me from wanting to get uh, to work with people, and it for sure prevented me from getting on sales calls to enroll people into my coaching programs, right? Because I would think, how could I, how could I sell someone in this program? I'm a fraud. I'm a liar, right? So the first question you ask yourself when you have, a, when you have these beliefs is ask yourself, what belief do you have that's holding you back? Ask yourself, what belief do you have that's holding you back? For me, it was that I'm a fraud, that people that I work with are going to die, right? The second question that you ask yourself is how has this belief benefit you? How has this belief benefit you in the past? Now, maybe it's kept you safe. Maybe it's kept you comfortable. Maybe it's kept you from facing fears. Maybe it's kept you from doing something that scares you. Normally, it keeps you safe in some way, shape, or form. For me, I had just gone through an incredibly traumatic experience. I lost my best friend, and I wanted to do anything that I could to not feel that, that pain, that loss, that heartache, that anger, that frustration, that guilt, that resentment. I wanted to do anything to avoid that. This belief kept me safe from having to feel that again and having to confront the real issues of my own self-worth, right? That belief be benefit me by keeping me safe. It benefit me by trying to prevent me from being hurt again. The third question is, but what is it costing you now? What does this belief cost you now? Well, that belief was costing me my livelihood. It was costing me my business. It was costing me, you know, helping hundreds and potentially thousands and in the future, potentially of millions of people. If I couldn't figure out how to get through this belief, I knew it not to be true, but if I couldn't figure out how to unprogram this belief, it would cost me and millions of other people their livelihood and their lives. So then you ask yourself, do you want to keep this belief? That's question number four. 
And for me, the reality was no. This is really important. If you think of beliefs, beliefs are just thoughts that are so habitual, they become belief. They become reality. It's like taking a knife and grinding it around in a wooden table over and over again. And the groove just gets deeper and deeper as you do it. But when you ask yourself this question, do you want to keep this belief? It's like you took the knife out of the groove. No, I do not want to keep grinding this groove over and over again. I do not want this to be my belief anymore. You've made the conscious decision to change the belief. Okay. Now, you're going to ask yourself question number five. Can you think of a time when this belief was not true, either for you or for others, right? So for me, I had helped people before, right? And if, <clears throat> you know, and we have clients a lot of the times, let's say we're working with coaching clients and they want to believe that, you know, they've never been able to charge, uh, they've never been able to charge premium prices for their coaching programs before, and they don't believe that they can do it. And we get to this point and they realize this, I do not want this belief to be true anymore. I want to believe that I can charge prices like 3K, 5K, 8K. Maybe they've never done it before, but we say, has it ever been true for others? And they see all these other people in our program that came from where they were and they just started as well, or there's a, they're a health coach or a life coach or a career coach or a relationship coach or whatever it might be, spiritual coach. And they have no more experience than that person does, but they're charging $4,000 or $5,000. So they see that it can be true for other people, right? So can you think of a time when this belief was not true, either for you or for others? Then you ask yourself, well, what is the reality that you really want to be experiencing? What is the reality that you really want to be experiencing, right? So for me, it was, I, I want to be able to be passionate and driven about helping people and not and not be afraid to enroll them because I know that my transformational programs will change their lives. I wanted, to, I, wanted, I wanted to feel confident in getting on the phone with people and love doing it. What do you really want to be experiencing? You know, for our clients, sometimes it's, they wanna be, you know, they wanna be enrolling clients at 3K, 4K, 5K easily without feeling salesy, without feeling, without feeling any, any uh, neglect or anything, anything bad, feeling great about doing it right? What do you really want to be experiencing? Because your reality will be driven by your beliefs. So that brings us to question number seven. What belief must you have to support this new reality? What belief must you create to support this new reality? Well, I have to believe that I am good enough. I have to believe that my programs are life-changing and they get great results. I have to believe that everybody loves getting on the phone with me because I'm going to change their lives right? Uh, for our clients, they have to believe that they can enroll at $3,000 or $5,000. Not only can they enroll, but people are ready and willing to pay $3,000 or $5,000, and they get great results because of it. And then the last piece is you want to create one to three bullet affirmations for this new belief, right? The language we use will program our subconscious mind. So we create bullet point affirmations to program our new beliefs and our new thoughts. And if we read through them enough, they become beliefs. For example, when I lost AJ, the beliefs that I created, and I read over and over again, multiple times a day, I would say, I love getting on the phone with potential clients. Every person that I talk to needs my help. And without my help, they may stay stuck in their hell forever. Every single person I talk to is a new friend that needs me and I will not let them down because it's not about me. It never was and it never will be. And I reminded myself, I reminded myself that I was there to coach them, right? I love objection handling with people and helping them enroll in my program because I know that they need this life-changing transformation. 
Objection handling is the best experience. It's the best coaching experience they'll ever get from me, and they haven't even paid me yet. I create these bullet point affirmations for me to read every single day. And by the end of 30 days, I've shifted the belief. Three to six months down the line, I've completely transformed my character as a person. Now, I remember this because I remember when uh, me and Maddie first started dating, she was watching me do a sales call. And uh, she said she could tell when somebody gave me an objection about, about not wanting to move forward because I would smile. I would actually enjoy people telling me that they, they you know, didn't want to do my program or didn't want to work with us because I realized this was an opportunity to help coach them past their fears and change their lives. I would literally smile. These bullet points created a new Xander. So those are the eight questions. If you ask yourself those questions on a weekly basis, you will find all of your limiting beliefs and you will change all of your fears, all of your mindset blocks. That's the easy part. The hard part is making sure that you're reading the affirmations every single day when you first wake up in the morning, at night before you go to bed, multiple times a day, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, and you will completely transform the way that you think. The eight questions, again, just so that you have them, what belief do you have that is holding you back? Number two, what has this belief, how has this belief benefit you in the past? How's it kept you safe or comfortable or away from your fears? Number three, what is it costing you now? What does it cost you now? Number four, do you want to keep this belief? Number five, can you think of a time when this belief was not true, either for you or for others? Number six, what do you really want to be experiencing? Number seven, what belief must you have to support this new reality? And number eight, create one to three bullet affirmations to affirm this new belief. That's all we have for today's show. Hopefully, hopefully this has been good for you. Do not forget the knowledge without action yields nothing. So make sure you implement what you learn here with us. And for all of our shit you don't learn in college fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to sidlicbook.com, S-Y-D-L-I-C, book.com, to grab your pre-sale copy of Shit You Don't Learn in College. That's open now. It'll be an absolute game changer. $3,000 in bonus trainings being given away, including my four-week transformational Shit You Don't Learn in College 101 program. We normally sell that for, I've sold it for $5,000 in one-on-one coaching. We normally sell it for $1,000 as a self-study course. Also, my Get Shit Done training, which is $2,000 as a self-study course. Um, you will want to head over to sidlickbook.com to check it out now. All right, that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton. 